Welcome to the Rachel Does Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, professional helper, advocate for self-love, and fellow human being. Today I'll be talking about why we shouldn't feel guilty about taking care of ourselves and why we should stop saying sorry. But first, a disclaimer. This podcast is hosted by Rachel Alerte, an associate licensed marriage and family therapist in Atlanta, Georgia. While the topics discussed on the podcast may be therapeutic in nature, the podcast is not a substitute for therapy. So let's get started with a quick check-in. If you tuned into the last episode, I basically started off by asking a couple of questions to help us getting, well, <laughs> well, to help us think about what's going on in our lives and how to be a little bit more present. Because I find that even for me, sometimes my mind wanders and I'm not really paying attention to what else is going on. And then next thing you know it, it's already Friday and I don't remember what I even had for breakfast on Monday. So let's start off that way. How are you doing this week or even today? Where did you struggle? And what were your human moments? How did you get through them? What are three things that went right with your week? So those questions kind of always stump me because for some reason, my mind automatically hears, okay, how did your week go? Let's try to find something positive because often I'm not already focused on the positives. Yes, I know I'm talking about positivity and (laughs) I don't even focus on the positive. Like why, why am I, why am I sharing this? Well, honestly, I'm sharing it because I feel like so often we have this idea about other people, about therapists in general, that they're totally perfect, they don't have human emotions, they're purely robots, and they sit and listen, and they nod and say, mm-hmm, yeah, can you tell me more about that? But that's just not true. I'm human, first and foremost, so obviously I have emotions, I have bad days, and sometimes bad weeks. It's just kind of how life goes sometimes. And I think my goal in sharing this is to just kind of say, remember that we're all human. We all have emotions and that's, that's, that's really it. (laughs) Um, so for me, this week was, had some highs and it had some lows. I think one of my lows was when I was really stressed out about, well, for those of you who don't know, I work in a private practice, so it's a lot different um, from a typical job. It's, I guess, similar to like if I worked as a teacher or like in a university where you get paid once a month at the beginning of the month. So trying to budget has been a definite struggle for me. Um, Just so many unexpected life events have happened this past year that I gotta be honest I wasn't completely ready for so just trying to figure out how to make my money last um, if you will has been a definite struggle and because I experience a lot of anxiety um, which you probably if you know me very well that that's like an understatement um, it's hard for me to get out of that line of thinking. It's like if I don't know how I'm going to cover something and automatically I start to get anxious and then it prevents me from seeing other solutions. My high was when I actually opened up and talked about this with a few friends and they kind of helped me normalize and take a step back and realize, okay, I am going to find a way to 
<laughs> to cover everything that I need to before um, next month and it's going to be fine. And even if it's not, it's not the end of the world. There are other things that I can do. Um, and that was really helpful to hear because I feel like a lot of times we just kind of hold on to whatever it is that we're struggling with and don't talk about it. So that was super helpful. Um, and I think that just being really introverted, a lot of times I tend to want to be by myself to recharge, but throwing in like the anxiety portion, sometimes I get really withdrawn and don't reach out to people. So I feel like for me, my learning curve was realizing that, yeah, I actually do need to reach out to people more so that I don't feel like I'm crazy and I don't feel like I'm alone. Um, and just three things that went right with my week. I think I woke up and felt like a renewed energy. I would wake up, you know, like, okay, I just want to hit snooze. I want to sleep for a little bit longer or I'm dreading this day. Well, today wasn't like that. I mean, I woke up pretty tired, but um, as I started kind of getting into the groove of things, I was like, okay, this is going to be a productive day. We're just going to start off somewhere, pick something off the to-do list and get it done, um, which is this episode right here. And then I got to do my tea ritual this morning, which was really nice. Um, I definitely talked about that in the first episode, but it kind of calms me and centers me. And it's really a great, uh, a really great start to the morning, which I haven't been drinking my tea lately. So it was really nice to do that today. Um, and then third, just... Something that went right is that when I got out of bed, instead of waiting until, you know, I was done with everything else, I actually stopped and got out of bed and made my bed. And for me, making my bed just makes me feel like at least one part of my life is in order. So that was what went right with me. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and get started with our episode. We've got a lot of things that we're going to talk about today that are very near and dear to my heart. So the real main topic for this episode is honestly, where do we get this idea that we have to just push through or carry on when we should take care of ourselves? I, I asked this because I asked myself this question a lot um, because, you know, we have this, I don't want to say we as in everyone, but I feel like most people w have had this feeling where you're constantly on the struggle bus or you're constantly stressed out or you're constantly dealing with X, Y, and Z. And there's some either unconscious or subliminal message co coming in that's saying, okay, you may be stressed out, but you got to just push through it, push through it, push through it, push through it. Let's go. Let's go. I felt this way a lot when I was in school, primarily um, when I got through like my upper level classes. And I felt this way because there was, a, there was a lot of talk about, you know, okay, you have to take this amount of classes, you have to do this internship. Um, you know, I also was working and then you also have to keep up with all of your assignments and keep up with, you know, your personal life and all of that. but. After freshman year, which 
that was <laughs> that was quite a few years ago. Um, after that, there's no. I mean, out yeah, I would say outside of my freshman semin seminar class, I, I don't even remember what it's called now, but there was no class or co continued conversation of time management and when you need to take a break and when you need to just kind of hit pause on everything. That was not a continued conversation. And I continue to scratch my head about it because just, I mean, I've, I've, I mean, in undergrad, I was a human services major, which if you don't know what that is, that's kind of like a generalist degree for social work. Um, and then my master's is in family therapy. So I, I mean, I had years upon years of being, you know, inundated with all this coursework and no one's really talking about, like we talk about self-care, like there'll be, you know, it's sprinkled in there, but there, there was no really, there, there was no like how to apply it to your actual life, like what's going on now. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay, in theory, it's good to do. Um, but I mean, you would see it everywhere, like people who are, who were like me, who were, you know, working, interning full time, taking a full course load, um, and just being expected to be fully present all the time for every aspect of your, you know, coursework. And that was difficult. And there would almost be this sense of guilt because if you even saw like how your syllabi was created, there was no room for, okay, well, what if everything just gets to be too much and you need to take a mental health day? I mean, there was, there was, there was, there was penalties for missing too many days of class. There was honestly the, the, the only way that you could not be penalized was if there was an emergency or like you were deathly ill or there was a death in your family, your immediate family, not even the extended. And that used to frustrate me so much because when you think about it, it doesn't make sense. As human beings, we go through, you know, a whole plethora of emotions and, and daily experiences that sometimes if we're not already well equipped to deal with what life throws at us, it makes absolutely no sense that when life does inevitably throw that curveball and knocks us down and we don't know how to deal with it, we're going to need time and resources to figure out how to deal with it. And so the fact that I was in a helping, well, I am in a helping profession, but in school, that there was no space for that in the syllabi and in our conversations, that frustrated me and then started pissing me off. Because then when I got to grad school, it was people are having nervous breakdowns. And I'm laughing because <laughs> I'm laughing because it, it, it's it's in some ways it's 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 a bittersweet kind of funny. I'm not laughing because it was funny. I'm laughing because the craziness that people who are actually in a helping field, like we're having mental breakdowns because we're so stressed and overloaded with coursework and, and, and not really knowing how to manage our time or not having enough time for certain things and needing more space to actually discuss these crazy things that are going on for us. There just, I mean, there just wasn't enough time or actually, no, I don't buy that. I take it back. I take it back. It's not that there wasn't enough time. I think that 
it just wasn't structured to make time for that. And I think that part of that is because we've normalized this idea that when you're stressed out or you have a mental health issue, you're just supposed to keep on and carry on like nothing is wrong. And if you do show that something's wrong, people look at you funny. Like I'll never forget, I actually had um, one supervisor at one point when I had opened up about my anxiety because it was very present um, in the therapy room. Like a client had actually come up to them and said, hey, you know, we feel like she's afraid of us or something like that. And of course, like I didn't share what was going on at the time, but at the time, like I was going through, I mean, I, I was probably the most anxious I had ever been. I had a lot riding on that semester because I was trying to make sure I had, you know, enough hours so I could be on track to graduate. And then I was trying to figure out finances and I was trying to figure out family stuff and I was trying to figure out relationship stuff. I mean, it, and then I wasn't practicing self-care because no one was like pulling me to the side like, hey, you seem like there's something wrong. It's just, oh, she seems like there's something wrong, but we're just going to ignore it and she's crazy or she's not with it or whatever. And so for for that supervisor to tell me that, you know, it's very apparent and then want to just be like, well, maybe you should try medication and not, you know, actually be open and willing to have that conversation like, hey, let's figure this out together. That was like a giant slap in the face. I was just like, wow. Wow. So um, this is how we're going to do it. Wow. Okay, cool. Cool. I'm, I'm going to remember that. I will. Because yet again, you have just normalized that instead of me taking time for myself, I should feel guilty about taking time for myself and for my mental health, which is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely. Um, so I say all of this because I want us to get to a point as a society where it is okay to not only acknowledge that you have a mental health issue, acknowledge when you are stressed out and not be, I'm trying to find a good word for this, but, um, you know, there's so many memes out there about being stressed out and riding the struggle bus. I want to get to a point where, you know, someone talking about being stressed out to the point where like they're crying randomly in the middle of the day. I want that to no longer be normalized as that being acceptable behavior. I want it to be normalized that that person needs like a break, needs to practice better self-care and needs to be shown how to implement self-care actually into their daily lives. Because for me, even talking about self-care, I, you know, I struggle with it as well, you know, practicing it in my daily life just because of everything else that I have going on. And again, I'm human. I'm not always going to be perfect and it's okay if I'm not perfect, but these are things that were never expressed to me either growing up or just in our current society. So that stuff gets internalized, like it sticks with you to where the fast, (laughs) to the point where it's like, okay, here I am actually like doing something that's self-care and I'm feeling guilty about taking care of myself. What? Yeah, I, I, I felt guilty about taking care of myself because of what I internalized. Just, just let that sink in for a moment. 
feeling guilty about taking care of yourself. Wow. Like that's, that's, that's just crazy to me. That's actually insanity. Why is it so crazy to take care of ourselves? I mean, you only have this one body. Yeah. So I know that at one point they were cloning animals. I think it was a goat or something like that. But as far as my knowledge or scope of competence extends to we're we only have this one body that I mean that's it so if we're not taking care of ourselves then who will because you better believe that when it comes down to it you taking care of someone giving your all to them they're not going to be able to do that for you I mean, that's just the plain and simple truth. No one can take care of you like you can take care of you. I mean, it's just common sense. Who's going to know you better than yourself? So I really encourage you to think about, you know, why do you feel guilty about taking care of yourself? Or why do you feel guilty about taking a mental health day? Or even even a more radical, <laughs> I don't know why I use that word, but even a more radical idea, do you take mental health days? And how do you, and do you feel like you have to justify taking a mental health day? Because I, I don't anymore. I mean, granted, it's taken me a long time to get to that place. But I don't feel guilty about taking a mental health day anymore or taking a sick day anymore. I don't. Because at the end of the day, the job will still be there. The school will still be there. I mean, it may not be there in the way or capacity that you want it to be because not everyone is on board with taking care of ourselves I don't feel like I have to justify taking mental health day anymore because it's necessary you know I think even if for whatever reason you know I got into trouble or you know I mean that I'm not even gonna go on that tangent but it's important to take care of yourselves because you only have this one body and once you are gone, whatever you believe, if you believe you go to heaven, you're reincarnated, or you believe you're just in the ground and that's it, whatever you believe, your time on this earth right now is what you have. So if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not being fully present in this moment, what are you doing? Honestly, what are you, what are you doing? Are you even fully living? Probably not. And being mindful and I mean that, that that's as simple as giving your full attention to something. For example, you know, when you're driving, 
being mindful is as simple as just folk being focused on the road. Maybe have some music playing in the background, but you're not on your phone. Or if you live in the state of Georgia, you definitely should not be on your phone because we've got that hands-free law and don't want anyone getting a ticket for distracted driving or cause an accident for distracted driving. Um, and, and just focus on the scenery. Focus on the cars in front of you like you should be. Not focus on whatever problems you left at, not even left at, but had at work or had at home. Just leave them there for the time being. Just focus where you are. And maybe you'll actually notice when you get from point A to point B, instead of showing up at point B and you're like, wow, how'd I get here? It's crazy. Wow. And the same is, I mean, the same goes for taking time to take care of yourself. It's as simple as saying no because you just can't do it and that's okay. It's as simple as carving out time in your schedule, either a whole day or an hour or five minutes to just sit with yourself, do something just for you. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it's really that easy. I think another issue that we have with self-care is we think we have to go big or go home. And what I mean by that is we think that we have to, you know, do this and this and this and this and this and that's self-care, which it can be, but just starting off and just acknowledging, you know, our humanity of it, it's, it's impossible to do, you know, seven different types of self-care in one day especially if your schedule doesn't allow for it and then that'll leave you feeling more stressed and more guilty about not being productive I mean that's that's how I would feel so it's it's much easier to just focus on the small acts of self-care that you can do for yourself and that's kind of what I get at too when I um, ask the questions during our check-in you know, what went right for you? It's not all about the big things that happen. Because, I mean, the big things, they matter too. But our existence, our, our daily experience is made up of small moments. I mean, a while ago, I posted on Instagram something about trust being created in small moments and talked about being in the therapy room and building trust with clients and all that. But the same goes for our daily experience. Our lives are formed on the small moments that add up to the bigger moments. And if we are so quick to dismiss all the small moments, we're going to be leading pretty pitiful lives. We're going we're gonna to be so distracted and, and so absent-minded that we're going to miss everything good that's happening right now. So I want you guys to think about that because... I mean, and, and, and talk about it. I mean, let me know what, what you think. Because I definitely understand that there may be some people who, you know, they don't believe in mental health days. Or they, you know, feel like you should feel guilty because you should be doing X, Y, and Z. But that's just a matter of, you know, different backgrounds or, or you know, different generations or different, just being different, which is... I mean, we're all individuals, so of course we're all going to have different thoughts, but 
I really want to start that conversation and continue that conversation because like I said, you've got this one body and you got to make the best of it. Speaking of only having this one body, something that continues to happen, which this is, I, I was so looking forward to sharing the, I think I got it from an article somewhere like years ago, but it happened to me, um, I don't know, somewhere, somewhere in undergrad where I was reading something online, why women need to stop saying sorry. So from my, from what I can remember, the article just talked about how part of it is a self-esteem issue. It's how women have been conditioned to be, you know, very nurturing and very much that they take all the responsibility on themselves. And it's very much a way of not to not to get too um because because i feel like even even this has been very popularized and i feel like it's kind of it hasn't lost its meaning but it's so popularized that people forget the basic ideas that support it um but it very much supports this idea of a patriarchy and and how women are kind of at the bottom of the pyramid sort of thing which i was like huh you know that kind of makes sense because when you think about it, if someone, and, 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 and the flip side of that too, before I even say what I was going to say, the flip side is, you know, sometimes we're saying I'm sorry because we don't know what else to say. We're uncomfortable. We, <laughs> yeah, we don't know what else to say. We feel uncomfortable. We lack, we lack the words, we lack the, the correct terms of what to say or what to do. Um, we feel like this is the best thing to say because it's it's kind of like when you ask someone, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. But are you really fine? Are you really? You're probably not because that goes back to, you know, what I was saying before. We've been conditioned and it's been normalized that you can't really, for lack of a better term, and I hate even calling this, but actually I'm, I'm going to come up with a better term. Ready? Ready? We are so afraid to show our humanity. There it is. <laughs> We're so afraid to show our humanity that we've reduced everything about ourselves into that simple statement, I'm fine, when in reality, we're really not, but we're afraid to show our humanity because in the past, and just like, you know, current experience, if you say anything more than I'm fine, you're looked at funny, you're labeled as something. Um, the person shows that they're clearly, they don't want to talk to you anymore. And because we've, be, we've been conditioned to, yeah, we're social beings, but depends on the situation. We're like, we're social, but not with strangers, which, you know, that's a protective thing, but it's also like, that's, that's, that's a moment where you disengage. It is because in thinking about, which I'll talk about in another episode, but thinking about, um, the first thing that pops into my mind is like suicide prevention or just people who feel depressed and or low low self-esteem and things like that I feel like instead of just saying I'm fine when you're really not fine just say something I'm even struggling to put my own words together but I feel like 
even with that, we struggle finding the right things to say. And because we're so afraid of being judged and being labeled and being perceived a certain way, we don't even think of just simply saying, I'm struggling a little bit right now. And, and just saying that because we're so afraid of the judgment or even rejection that we might get that it's just easier to say, I'm fine and keep it moving. And so that's kind of what I feel like I'm sorry is. It's, it's a placeholder. It's a placeholder for everything. Because I even think about um, one of my cousins, which <laughs> she and I have like an ongoing um, banter about it because sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm going to smack you one of these days. I don't, I don't condone violence and, and, and I really shouldn't even be joking about it because it's not funny, but it's like, you really need to stop saying I'm sorry. I, I mean, I could say something as simple as, yeah, I had a really bad day today, um, X, Y, and Z, like, and, and I continue my spiel and there's nothing about what I said that she did inherently to me, but she'll still say, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, what are you sorry for? She's like, I don't know. I'm sorry. Well, now what are you sorry for? And it kind of goes back and forth. And, um, and, and I, I, and I've told her, you know, you need to stop saying sorry when you're not sorry, or it, it doesn't have anything to do with you. And I've taken that mentality into when I have conversations with other people, when I have this urge to just say, oh, I'm sorry, when I don't really mean that I'm sorry. And there's a caveat to that because it could be, I'm not sorry because I didn't do anything or I'm just not sorry because I said what I said. But anyway, um, yeah, so I keep that in mind. And what I've liked to use instead is saying, you know, thank you for this. For example, if you are running late somewhere and you're the late friend, <laughs> which my friends <laughs> who are the late friends and are listening to this, you know who you are. I like when they say, you know, thank you for waiting for me or thank you for being patient with me instead of I'm sorry because it shows that they respect our time together and the other reason why I don't like hearing I'm sorry when you're not actually sorry about it is because I'm sorry is is just like a throwaway term now it doesn't mean that there will be changed behavior I'm sorry sometimes I, I say things and I'm like wow actually put in those degrees to work anyway um but yeah, saying I'm sorry does not equate to changed behavior. So just saying I'm sorry kind of annoys me if you're not actually sorry or didn't um, inherently do something to me. Because what are you sorry about then? I'm sorry. Sorry for what? No, really. Sorry for what? <laughs> I'd like to know. It's, it's a throwaway. So whether it's self-esteem or lack of knowing what to say, just a, a placeholder, a throwaway, what, whatever your use of I'm sorry is, if you are not saying I'm sorry for dot, 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 I'm sorry because 
X, Y, and Z, or whatever, if you're not directly apologizing for someone and saying what it is that you're apologizing for, I really don't think that we need to be saying I'm sorry. Now, you could you could disagree with me, which I'd, I'd love to hear from you and, 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 you know, talk about that more because I think that that can be quite a hot topic. Um, but just 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 think about what a difference it would make if you started saying thank you instead of I'm sorry. Or and I and I just saw this on Inst no, I think I saw it on Twitter. Can you tell I'm on social media too much? Um uh in someone said in twenty nineteen, instead of saying I'm sorry, let's say I appreciate you. And I was like, I really like that. Cause that's another way of showing that you respect the other person's time or respect that person in general instead of saying oh i'm sorry say like oh i appreciate you for doing that like that just makes me like puff my chest out like that just makes me feel great like wow someone actually appreciates me like wow you're like a little kid you know when they're doing a little dance hands in their pocket swinging them back and forth wow someone appreciates me because I mean, it's it's nice to feel appreciated, especially because nowadays we're not very open with our feelings. We're not. And, you know, in another episode, I'll talk about situationships and and catching feelings and all those things. But, you know, we're not really open like that. And so there's so much communication that doesn't get communicated. You just you're just out here feeling some type of way like, wow. No one really cares about me, but it's like, no, it's not that. It's just, they don't know how to communicate that to you, whether it's, they didn't learn how to, or they think that it's okay not to communicate that. Like, whew, I'm going to talk about ghosting. Not today, <laughs> but when I talk about that, you know, we just don't know how to communicate or we're uncomfortable by it or because it's been so normalized to do that, we think it's okay now. And it's not. It's really not. So try saying, I appreciate you once in a while. Or thank you for X, Y, and Z. Like, for example, you know, if you are... I'm trying to think of a good example. If you are... going back to the chronically late one because that's that's like an everyday kind of thing that comes to mind so I guess you know if you are chronically late and let's say like you're late to a meeting and they haven't started without you you can say I appreciate you for waiting for me to begin dang she didn't say I'm sorry she said I appreciate you not only does it make the person feel good it shows a level of confidence that you don't get by saying I'm sorry okay just throwing that out there our resource for today is to check out the self-care uh, list and playlist that I created for this episode um, you, it also references some of the self-care activities that I talked about in episode one and I think it will be really helpful just to get some ideas and brainstorm on your own so just a quick recap on what we've talked about today. 
you don't need to feel guilty about taking care of yourself, taking mental health day, just saying no. You really don't. Um, Of course, not everyone feels that way, but I encourage you to work out why it is that you feel guilty about taking care of yourself and take the steps to change that. And remember, doing small acts of self-care is better than doing none at all. And it's better than trying to do every single one that you saw on that random post on Facebook or Instagram or whatever social media you use. Just saying. Um, And try saying to the people that you love, especially if you do have that habit of saying, I'm sorry, tell them that you appreciate them. Tell them that you value them. (laughs) Shoot, tell them that you love them. And tell them thank you. Because sometimes people just need to know that they're appreciated and valued. Because we're all in this crazy experience of being human together. And when we deny our humanity, that's when all the issues start, honestly. So that's our show. Until, until the next one, be kind and be well. Let's keep the conversation going. Connect with me at Rachel Does Therapy on Instagram and Facebook. You can also email me at racheldoestherapy at gmail.com. You can listen to new episodes of the Rachel Does Therapy podcast on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.